Hello, Gladiators. Welcome back to Car on Par, a podcast dedicated to covering Clark Central High School athletics. Today, I'm talking with Odyssey Media Group sports writer Andrew Robinson about initiatives taken by sports broadcasting companies providing good entertainment during the 19 outbreak. Welcome back to episode five of my sports podcast, Car on Par. I'm joined by a very special guest today, Odyssey Media Group sports writer, Andrew Robinson, and a not-so-special guest, our producer, Owen Donnelly. Welcome to Car on Par, guys. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, AJ. I am too, as I always am here. So the first thing I want to talk about today is kind of uh, some... It's, not, it's kind of breaking news, but uh, I just kind of want to address uh, that our for, one of our former guests on the show and head CCHS baseball coach and math department teacher Adam Osborne, as well as head CCHS golf coach and English department teacher Andy Dean, are both leaving Park Central next year, giving up their coaching positions. Guys, what are your thoughts on that? I just want to kind of get y'all's takes. Um, I'm writing a, a new story about both of them and uh, Coach Mack, who I believe is leaving as well. Um, I have not heard yet from Coach Mack or Dr. Ward about that situation, but I have interviewed both Coach Osborne and Coach Dean and not anything too dramatic or anything like that. You know, they just... Um, have other plans and their life is just kind of moving in a different direction so i know coach osborne is i think going to work in oconee um for family reasons and i think andy dean is going to try to pursue a higher level education um so good for both of them and they will be missed Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I I personally had both of them. I had Coach Osborne my sophomore year, and I had Mr. Dean this year. And they're both really great teachers. Coach Osborne was always really funny. He told a lot of dad jokes, but he also focused on his teaching and baseball a lot. And Mr. Dean was one of the smartest teachers that I've ever had, so they're going to be missed. No, I, I never had Osborne as like a coach, but I had Dean as my golf coach, and He's been, he was one of the best coaches I've ever had uh, throughout my athletic career just because of how, like, uh, one-on-one he can get with you as a player. I mean, yeah, well, some of his coaching abilities are, are very underrated, and I think the golf program will very much miss his presence in our, quote-unquote, like, locker room or on the golf course mm-hmm. that – we have, and I, I had Osborne as a teacher as well. I loved him. He's one of my favorite teachers. Time. Yeah, I really like Definitely Coach Osborne. Taught me a lot. Uh, moving on from that, our main point discussion point for today is that sports broadcasting companies like ESPN, Fox Sports, NBC, SN, CBS Sports are, are broadcasting these, are rebroadcasting. Uh, these games that uh, sporting events from the past, like from 10 years ago, 15, 20, maybe go far back as 30 years ago. And I mean, I personally watched some of these games, like the 2006 Rose Bowl. 
which is considered the best, one of the best football games of all time. Who, who played in it, that one, AJ? What, I'm a was, little slow. Uh, that explain it. Yeah, well, who who played in it? Oh, Texas and uh, USC. Okay. Oh yeah, that, that's one of the best ones yeah. of all time. One of the best games of all time. And like football games. I, I ever. watched it. <laughs> yes. It's considered, like, yeah. And they rebroadcast it. They did they did pregame for it and everything. I watched it with my dad because I was like I, I mean, I wasn't cognitive enough to understand football in two thousand six. Like right. I was four years old. Like that's not something I'm gonna be able to cognitively like watch. But I mean and watching it then I was like, Wow, this is one of the most like even <laughs> X amount of years later, it's still entertaining for me for me as a teenager to watch and go, "Hey, this is an awesome football game!" Like, yeah. I just want to con- keep watching it. Like I've seen the highlights before, but I haven't seen it in game with the calls like before that. Right. And I think they're very engaging. I mean, they've shown past Super Bowls. They showed the Falcons one, which we're not going to talk about. For obvious reasons, yeah, um, yeah, I did. I didn't watch that. Oh god! Uh, but yeah, and they've showed past Super Bowls. They've showed past national championships, uh, and I think it's great. It's great marketing and great branding for these companies to just make money mm-hmm. because people will tune in because there's nothing else to watch. Right, and they can TV. still show ads and stuff, and they can put new ads in and. Yeah. I feel like if they showed like a Jordan game, you know, from the Bulls in the past, I feel like they could make a lot of money off of advertising those games. Because a lot of people, like younger people today, they're always claiming that, oh, yeah, I only know the players that play today. Like LeBron's the greatest, but they've never really seen these like previous players. And if they start rebroadcasting these games, then, you know, they can start to see, oh, wait basketball wasn't just invented when I started watching it you know there are great players that I've never even seen before and I think that's a good way to uh, for people to watch sports and you know be more educated on things that happened in the past and for mm. those companies to make a little extra money during quarantine no I, I completely agree and I think what ESPN is doing that's genius they had <laughs> they had so they have already recorded and made a 10-part 30 for 30 Jordan documentary on like the 90s Bulls where they won six titles in like a decade. And I mean, that's going to be the best 30 for 30 of all time. It's 10 parts over like a couple weeks span. AJ, remind, uh, remind they, the listeners, what is a 30 for 30? 30 for 30 is kind of a sports documentary that's very in-depth. That they interview players, they show highlights, they get the behind-the-scenes, never-before-seen be- never footage of their players Ooh. and highlights in the locker room. I mean, it's going to be amazing. And they, it was originally scheduled to air in, like, late June. Mm-hmm. And they moved it up to, like, a couple oh, days from now. To keep like, people entertained. It's, it's moved up to April, yeah. Because they can show that and be like, oh, it's already done. We just, like, just moved up the release date. Right. And it's going to be showing, I mean, through May. Yeah. So, I mean, I think part. I think parts one and two air in, like, a week. Well, um, what else are ESPN and other companies doing to try to keep the, the airwaves going during this time? Because well, I mean, you can't yeah. only play those like reruns, right? Like they got to do some other stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and then those those two ideas, like the reruns are great, and the thirty for thirty is going to be amazing. I feel like. And then there's some other ideas that uh, these companies that are not very good. Their ideas include ESPN started an NBA 2K tournament that concluded like the other day, and I watched a little bit of it, and it was very boring. Definitely not entertained. Andrew, what did you think about it? Say that. Well, I think I think their their hearts in the right place with trying to produce this new content because obviously, uh, you know, rebroadcasting these old games. I mean, they can be exciting, but you already know what the outcome is going to be. So they 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 have the right idea with these new things. It's just I think it was a swing and a miss with this two K tournament. We'll see how they do with this um, horse game between basketball NBA players that they're setting up. Um, I think it has the potential to be pretty entertaining, but. I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but so what I mean, does that just, look like? Horse from home? Uh, that, yeah, dude, yeah, it's like they they're skyping each home. other and they're playing horse. Like, what kind of like? How is that? I, I don't know how that's gonna work, or like how it's going to be entertaining. And, it, and if it is, great. Like honestly, I'd watch anything at this point that's <laughs> torch related. Like, it, the world needs sports right now, and if that's what we can get i mean more power to espn but this 2k tournament was oh was definitely a swing in the myth like, why why was it the, bad the athletes, i want to hear from andrew the athletes okay <laughs> yeah and, I, well i believe what aj was about to say is like the the people who film themselves like playing 2k all the time they're like youtubers with big personalities and they they know how to make these videos entertaining. Right. these nba players I mean, it'll be at least slightly entertaining because you've watched these NBA players play basketball and they're like celebrities, mm-hmm. but their the gameplay and like their, their personalities when they record, it's not that entertaining. Like, I feel like I would just, I'd rather play video games at home or do something else than watch an NBA player play video games, you know? Yeah. AJ, what were you going to say? I, Sorry. I feel like it's a little weird watching a dude that plays NBA basketball play an NBA video game. Like, this is we. I don't know why that's, like, it's just weird to me. Like, you should be actually, like, hooping instead of playing the game, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just so strange. So let me ask this, because I don't know. watching that. I don't play 2K or really know much about basketball. Does the skill translate over? I mean, like... Oh. Does the 95% I mean, shooting average transfer over? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Devin Booker's pretty good at the game. I mean, he won the whole thing. I mean, I don't think any of them were, like, bad at 2K. I mean, I think the players that play it, like, for a living on YouTube could beat them. Yeah. And Booker's pretty good at it, and I think he spends way too much time on 2K. <laughs> if he's that, like, he's pretty good. Uh... But, I mean, I used to play the game all the time. I mean, it was fun, and it, like, it allowed me to grow connections with players that I didn't get to watch all the time uh-huh. because they weren't, like, nationally televised. And so I think with with this, it just is kind of like connection with the player. There's not enough charisma from the athlete. They don't know, like, how to be on, like, screen and showing their personality. Right, because, like, when they're playing basketball, kind of... they don't have to. Yeah. 
they're playing basketball, they don't have to show their personality. They just play basketball. This one, you have to like show some like mm-hmm. acting, show some, show something. Just don't show you standing there not saying anything on the game. Like that's just if I want to do that, I'll go play it myself. Like better than watching it on TV. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, that. Hmm. And of solutions to this problem and Andrew and I have come up with a couple of ideas to figure it out my first idea was when I came to my head when I saw this and I was like this is boring like this is boring as hell like why would I want to watch this yeah uh, and I, I was like put YouTubers on there man like do a YouTube tournament of guys that only play Madden, guys that only play 2K, of guys that do like a Warzone tournament, like and nationally televise it for esports on television. Yeah, you don't have to get everybody in the same room. You can live broadcast it from everybody's general like area, and I mean, it would be fun because the subscribers of those YouTubers will be like, hey, I don't have like I can just turn on my television. There's my favorite YouTuber on TV. Yeah, you know? those those guys like, like they. That's what they do. They film themselves playing video games and they're really good and they have these on-screen personalities that make it fun to watch you know like flight reacts he's he's a fun youtuber to watch but i wouldn't want to watch just like a professional athlete who's mediocre at a game just play you know it's not as entertaining yeah i mean i mean madden tried to do the same thing do like an athlete tournament and like i was like i'll watch a madden tournament if you put like mmg in there or like your boy pizza or like good Madden players that have personalities yeah, that I have can get no on idea the game and any be of like, those guys are <laughs> well I mean they got millions of subscribers so like when the subscriber right. sees them they're like oh I'm, he's going on television I'll go watch uh-huh. because I like their content like if MMG, if you told me MMG is on television I'm I'm going to watch it but because he's one of my favorites what about trying to cater to audiences that maybe don't know uh, like all those different people because Andrew do you all know all those people that he's talking about I mean I do know most of them just mm-hmm. because I, I play Madden a lot but I'm guessing the average person wouldn't yeah and I, well, I, I think they're trying here you go AJ Okay. It was just like the reason why I'm saying it is because they're trying the ESPN's trying to reach the target audience of us, of the guys that like sit on YouTube and watch guys play basketball. They just did it with professional athletes instead mm-hmm. of YouTubers who do it for a living. And that's why I was like, do this instead because you're gonna be able to reach more of that target audience that you're wanting. It's like, do you want the average everyday Joe or do you want the young person that watches YouTube? Like, you gotta like pick one of what you're going for. Yeah, you, know? you can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like, I it, mean, it's, it's kind of like that, one or none. You cannot have both. That's what it, I'm sounding like, right? Because you can't. There's kind of nothing to entertain the old people or the people who don't play Madden. Not old people. You're, you're not gonna watch. No, uh, my dad's not gonna sit there and watch two K tournaments. Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who's playing. He's not yeah. gonna sit there and watch that two K tournament. He'll watch Sports Center, but he won't watch a two K tournament. So if you're gonna broadcast something like that, do it to where you're gonna uh, reach your target audience effectively. This two K tournament was not an effective method. Mm-hmm. I one of the things that yeah. I saw. 
was another solution, which is already the UFC is already doing it. Is they're they're securing their own private island to hold fights. Oh wow! Between oh, yeah. these famous, I saw that. These I famous like... MMA fighters, yeah. And so I've never been a huge fan of the UFC. I, I don't really like to watch fights like that. But if if you're giving me, I can either watch a real fight between these competitive professional athletes. Or I can watch professional athletes, you know, like press their little joysticks on 2K. I'm going to watch the fight. And if yeah. maybe other sports could, like, implement that, I know it's probably going to be hard. But even if a couple players could, like, maybe get tested and then play a pickup game, if it's actual basketball, you know, that would be entertaining. So I just, like, I think that's a really good idea to secure their private island and fights like that. Oh yeah, I, I I totally agree. I saw that and I was like, Dana White it must be one rich ass dude, because like, wow, if you can secure your own private island to have fights on, that's crazy. That's it's a flex. I, I, I don't think that would. Where is the island? I don't think that's ever been done in the world of sports. Where is the I, island? I, no, it's a it's, a, it's a work in progress. Nothing's confirmed yet. Nothing's confirmed. It's a work in progress. Like and he has not secured the island. Right. He's not bought an island. It, it was an idea that he said in a quote. Okay. Wow. If, if, if it comes to like fruition, then yeah, that, that would be like amazing. And I mean, wouldn't and I would watch every UFC a while? It, it could take a month. Like, all you have to do is you got to buy the island, and you can put a ring that you've already pre-built. You do it outside. I mean, there's a, there's something stopping you from doing it indoors. I know that seems. And like even it, even while. if it might take a while, I mean, Corona is probably not gonna just go away. Yeah. Like that. It's so. not going away next week. Yeah, I it's mean, like we have time. We're just waiting here. Uh, uh, one of my ideas was, you can't like I see all these debates on first take about because they have nothing to like debate in the news about. So they're debating these like all time things, like who's the best quarterback of all time, who's the yeah. best like player of all time in the NBA, like the Jordan LeBron debate and I'm like what I think you can do instead of just sitting at your desk talking about it is rebroadcast the sporting events like you've been doing and then in between games you can have like former college players that played in that game or former college players that have played against those teams and to come talk and be like this is why this is the best team this is why this is the best team this is why this was the best game and have them debate in between different games I feel like it would be very entertaining to watch to see, like, oh, this guy played in this game. What does he think about it? Mm-hmm. You know? That I feel like really it good. would be – yeah, it would be awesome. I would watch that all the, I would watch it all day. I'd be like, oh, I get to watch football, and then I get to watch people talk about why that game is good. And then like, they could have, like, clips of different yeah. stuff. You ha- it's, like, it's like first take, but, like, good. You know? <laughs> I don't I – don't, if I had to listen to Stephen A. Smith talk about like LeBron and Jordan again for like the tenth millionth time, I'm gonna go crazy. <sighs> Ridiculous! That show has no content anymore. So if you're gonna do the debate, do something like this. I feel like it would it would be a lot more entertaining, mm-hmm. so at least to me. And I'm like a huge sports guy. Dude, what, what what are your thoughts? Um, I I agree. Like, I think that if you were to show these games and then put like analysts in between, and to like say why 
what like compare different players from different times and be like why this quarterback is the greatest quarterback of all time or why Jordan is better than LeBron or the other way around. I think I think showing those games would provide a great audience and it would appeal to you know people that aren't even like sport jocks. Like if they just want entertainment, I feel like they tune in. But at the same time, there's there's only so much you can do with that because eventually you're going to run out of like those good top because you can't talk about who's the greatest basketball player or college football player every single day. You know, you'd have to incorporate new things. So I do think I do think it's important that these um, ESPN or Sports Center do like new content that maybe like doing profiles on athletes about you know what they enjoy doing outside of their professional sport but i think they mm-hmm. just need to find a balance between you know new like old sports and new content that may not necessarily have to do with sports but maybe your favorite sports player oh, i i totally agree about the interviews like i i i put one of mine was uh interview uh college athletes that are turning pro and about to go to the draft that's Ooh. still happening by the way which is awesome like i can't wait for the draft to happen yeah. on the 25th and i actually have a question it's gonna be awesome all right I, you can ask that after this yeah. after i finish okay. this but it's like how, what the athletes are doing like what is the draft process like during social distancing like and just put it on social media put it on IGTV like put and it will blow up because people are I'm interested to be like how do these like draft process work like how do mm-hmm. these virtual meetings work like I want to know because like mm-hmm. you can't come and sit with a team face to face like this team is a million dollars worth of millions and millions and millions of dollars and they're going to pick a quarterback with their like top 10 pick like and they can't meet him face to face how does that work scary like, tell me how that works man like you're basing your whole franchise off of a zoom call like please tell me how that works right you don't even get to talk to them. I, I would love to know or like face-to-face interact with them exactly like oh man like i i would love to know like that's my curiosity right there and that's just me being a sports nerd what were you about to say owen about the i draft? mean that was kind of my question are they're not having anything in person like it's just going to be televised it's all digital it's all digital well Tua's getting hunted by the federal police because he oh, held a pre-draft workout wait what and it like, violated yeah, like, the dude, social it's, distancing it's, rules when he posted yeah. like a, a a video from his workout and apparently like he's getting in trouble for it. Were there it was like one of the, and then the family and the family's being making it worse, dude. The family was like saying how it's all Trump's fault and like they're being persecuted because they're like a different color. And I'm like, oh, oh, hold on. You hosted a draft workout with more than 50 people knowing that's against like the rules currently. Yeah, that's your own fault. Really There's nothing wrong. Like, it's just like. I don't know. It, it just—I just saw that, and I was like, "That's—that's kind of dumb." Like, I—I I think it's dumb that the police are chasing. I think it's dumb in both directions. I think it's dumb that the police are chasing Tua because mm-hmm. he wants to get drafted in the first round, and I think it's dumb for Tua's family to be like, "Oh, they're only like chasing us because we're like Samoan." Like, that's just—that's so dumb. They're—they're they're like, chasing him. I mean, what? Yeah, what's See, it? I, don't, I don't know the details about that. Like, he's getting arrested like, or what? He's not, like, chasing him, but, like, he's being... I think he's going to be charged with, like... Public The crime of, like... 
Is it just going to be like a fine or what? I don't know. I haven't read that far into the details. I don't think I don't think he'll get arrested, but I think he'll get fined. Wow. And I think they're waiting. I think they might wait to find him till he's like in the league, and he's like signed a contract. Money. Yeah, I mean, if that's public, uh, like that's gotta hurt your draft. What is it, draft oh, stock? Oh, d- dude. It- uh, it, it hasn't though. That's the plan. Every mock draft I've seen that's come out in the past like three days since the stories came out, it hasn't moved at all. And I'm like, what? There's no. How? How does that not affect your draft stock? And it was just like, nope. They just like teams just don't care. I mean, this kid's got. I mean, Tua's got so many concerns. He's got that on. Like he's gonna get fined as soon as he gets drafted. I guarantee mm-hmm. by the federal government for violating that law. And then he's going to get. He <laughs> he's got so many injury concerns. Yeah. It's so many injury concerns. I mean, he's a talent. All right, don't get me wrong. I think Tua is one of the best quarterbacks coming out of college. He's the most accurate passer in college football history. I honestly don't think he's that good. Like, he's not like he's. Not, I think Burrow's a better long-term. Yeah, quarterback than two. Well, that's why Burrow's going to. And that's a hot take. Go one. I mean, Burrow's going one for a reason. I don't know why everybody's hopping on the Tua train all of a sudden. Because yeah, he posted one workout video <laughs> of him doing a drop back without any offensive line or any defensive line coming at him. Yeah, that's definitely like if I'm. I don't know. I'm looking at the tape, and the tape right now tells me that Burrow is the better quarterback. Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> about Joe Burrow and um, Tua Tagovailoa? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is clearly better. He, Tua is great, and I think he can be successful in the NFL. But Burrow, just he, debatably, he, he could have had the best season as a quarterback in college football history. He was just... There was no team that could stop him at all. Mm-hmm. You saw what he did to Georgia, and we had a great defense. He lit us up. Oh my God. And it's not like he's he's afraid to stay in the pocket either. Like if he sees something, he'll he'll dip out of the pocket and start running and scrambling and make something happen. It's just uh-huh. you can't really stop him. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for Andrew and Owen for coming in today. Y'all were definitely a great help to me and getting y'all's opinions out there. Uh, this podcast is produced by Owen Donnelly and myself from the Odyssey Media Group, which is run by our advisor, David Ragsdale. See you all next time on episode six of Car on Par. Car on Par.